beyond the Fort Bragg drop zones and into the town of Southern Pines. She followed U.S. Route 1 all the way to her home in Cary near Raleigh. The stress of the questioning, the hour-long drive, and the fact that she had just returned from 12 months of combat in Afghanistan came together to create an adrenaline dump. She was exhausted, and most of all, worried about her family. Parking in her driveway, she noticed a strange car on the street in front of her house. Still wearing her uniform, she slung her rucksack over her shoulder, checked behind her to make sure no one had caught up with her yet, and kept her pistol in her right hand. The front door of their brick facade colonial home in suburban Cary was unlocked. She opened the door to the sound of a television and muted conversation in the den. She looked up the steps to her left and saw no activity. After walking through the foyer, she leaned against the wall that separated the den from the kitchen. Piper. She heard her four-year-old daughter's voice and nearly cried. Then she heard the voice of a young female, most likely that of a babysitter. She holstered the pistol and turned into the room. Both Piper and the young woman were startled and screamed. At first, neither recognized her, but then the babysitter, Dawn Jackson, a high school student who'd lived five blocks away in the neighborhood, said, Oh my God, Mrs. Cassidy, you're home a week early. Maeve kept her eyes trained on Piper, who didn't seem to recognize her. She had deployed when Piper was barely three. Piper, come to Mommy? Piper looked at Dawn, who nodded. This is your mother, Piper. You my mother, Piper said, pointing at Dawn. Dawn blushed. No, I just take care of you. This is your real mommy. Maeve's combat mind kicked into gear. She had no time for this. Her family was in danger, which could arrive with a menacing knock on the door at any moment. Maeve knelt in front of Piper, staring into her child's hazel eyes. After a brief moment, Piper's face lit up, and she started slapping her hands on her mother's shoulders in glee. Mommy's home! Daddy's been talking about Mommy coming home. That's right. Mommy's home, honey. She hugged her child, wiping tears from her eyes. After a few minutes, she turned to Dawn and said, I need you to take Piper to your house if that's okay. I will pay you double. Dawn shrugged. Sure, Mrs. Cassidy, but that's not necessary. Maeve handed one hundred dollars to Dawn and asked, Where's my husband? He went to a party on Ridge Road in Raleigh. Some client party. Something to do with a natural gas pipeline. Dawn said. Alarm bells rang in Maeve's head. Was she too late? Had they also gotten to her husband? Please, just do this, and either Pete or I will come get Piper. Go. Now. Dawn scurried to pick up the playthings, and Maeve said, No time, just please go. You're scaring me, Mrs. Cassidy. It's okay, just go to your house. Quickly, Dawn was out of the door with Piper, who was now shouting, Mommy! I want my mommy! 
Maeve took her equipment upstairs and removed a half-used bottle of henna extract from her rucksack and placed it on Piper's bureau. She slid a picture out of her combat helmet and drew a pyramid on the white photo paper backing, then inscribed a code beneath the drawing. She then picked up a picture frame from Piper's bureau. In it was a different photo of her and Piper, one directly before her deployment, where she was dressed in the digitized army battle uniform and Piper was wearing a red, white, and blue jeans and t-shirt outfit. She slid the picture from her helmet into a small frame, making sure it was visible between the outward-facing picture of her and Piper and the glass cover of the frame. Maeve replaced the frame stand and stood the picture up on the bureau next to the henna. It was the only clue she could leave. She dumped her rucksack in her room and then sped out the door toward Ridge Road. Maeve drove quickly through a couple of neighborhoods until she saw her husband's car.